Hello and welcome to Keeping It Real, where we're going to dive into the mysterious world of plastic surgery. My name's Alex and each episode I'm sitting down with the respected surgeons, Dr. Richard Bloom and Dr. Kim Taylor from Replastic Surgery, and we're going to ask all the hard questions that you want the answers to. Moist and not coming in saying, I want to look like Posh Spice or Pamela Anderson. And so it can be quite life-changing for them and um, we see improvements in their self-esteem, their confidence. If someone's had good work done, then no, I don't, I don't believe it is obvious. If you're having a breast augmentation, you know, you don't want to be going to the plastic surgeon who does road trauma. Big body transformations. There's something that we see on Instagram and online in different stories and people love watching someone go from someone that's very overweight to someone that is very thin. But the reality is after losing a lot of weight, there are some problems that hang around that cannot be fixed with diet and exercise. This is excess skin. There is sometimes tightening that needs to be done. And of course, for women, um, the shape of our breasts after weight loss is extremely important. So today we've actually got someone that went through a huge transformation. Her name is Simone. She went from 120 kilograms in April, 2018, and is now fit amazing and very, very positive. She's joining us today to tell us all about her journey. And of course, she is joined by our favorite doctor, Dr. Richard Bloom, who helped transform her. Welcome, Sim and Richard. Hi. Hi, Simone. Hi, Alex. Now, Simone, you obviously started on a very amazing uh, journey in terms of weight loss that actually started back in April 2018 when you were about 30 years old. But I'm guessing that the problems actually started earlier. So let's go back to when, right back to the beginning when you started having problems with your weight. Tell me a little bit about that. So I was like, I was a petite girl and then... I think when I turned 18 and stuff, I started going out and, you know, the whole drinking and things like that, I just started living a really unhealthy lifestyle. And then I got married and, you know, you eat junk food, you don't exercise. Um, and then I got diagnosed with diabetes and I thought to myself, like, this is not a life. So I had tried exercise in the past. Like I have, I used to go to the gym and I tried like, calorie counting and things like that but I just found that every time I exercised I rewarded myself with bad food so that cycle never broke so I went to the doctor and he said to me look you're getting to an age you're going to be 30 in the next next couple of years and you can't afford to be like this like I was weighing at 120 kilos and that's a lot of weight for someone that's my my height and like for my health and stuff so I found the gastric sleeve and um I remember going into the like meeting my surgeon for the first time, and she said to me, "If you don't look after yourself now, you won't be alive for much longer." And I like that just was like that was a wake up call I needed. And she was just like, "Make sure you take this as like as serious as anything you've ever ever done before." And like I did, so having the surgery changed me, but it changed everything. Before you had um, that surgery, were you, you said that you were dieting, you were exercising. Um, tell us a little bit about what you were doing and why you were finding that it wasn't, wasn't working. Well, I teamed up with this personal trainer at a gym and I would like do my regular exercise, but I never 
accepted that like you had to change your food and your other habits. Like I would get up in the morning, go to the gym. Like what I thought back then was the right way to exercise obviously wasn't. So I'd exercise for an hour, then have a big breakfast and then do nothing for the rest of the day. Like it, not go for walks or just, just sit at my desk all the time and, you know, just eat really poorly. Like it came down to my food. So I tried the whole, I did like group classes, I did walking, I did like the gym workouts and the group fitness and it just, it just didn't work. Hmm. So you were really quite active. Oh, I tried to be and then, but for someone that's heavy, like on the heavier side, like what I thought was exercise probably wasn't a lot, but that's what I thought was the right thing. So I didn't really educate myself enough before. So you were diagnosed with diabetes and you go into the doctor and they immediately recommended um, this surgery to you. Where did it go from there after the surgery? Um, well, where I went from there was I took a whole bunch of blood tests because I took all my bloods and then I found Selena, my surgeon, and I went and saw her and I think when I saw her I cried. Like I could not believe that this was my life. Like I didn't want to accept that what I had done to myself, but it was more like, okay, I need to fix myself. So she was really good. Like she didn't sugarcoat anything for me. So, and that was important because I feel as though people go to different surgeons and doctors and they just get told this promise. Oh, if you do this, this is going to happen. But when I was there, she sat there and she said to me, I'm going to do this to you, but you need to do all this other stuff for this to work. So that's what I went and saw her and it sort of changed me. So I had to wait six months after seeing her the first time. Um, yeah, so that was the hardest thing. Like I was like knew this, this was going to happen, but I had to have that period in between. And Richard, is this a really common story that you hear from some of your patients? Yeah, so I mean, we, we treat a lot of patients after massive weight loss and particularly after bariatric surgery and Simone again, I mean, it's just amazing what what you've done. But I think people, I think you just uh, verbalised it really well. I mean, you're 30, um, you've, you've been diagnosed with um, diabetes, uh, you're facing, you know, potential long-term health problems. And I don't want people to get the wrong idea that, and, and I'm, I'm sure Simone will talk to this as well, but uh, just having a, a sleeve or a bypass or a lap band, that's not – there's also a lot of hard work as well. That's not just a – it's not a, a magic wand. Um, but, you know, this – being as heavy as Simone was, and I think you know, you're nearly 120 kilos at, at the time of your uh, lap sleeve. And maybe you want to share with everyone what your weight is now, Simone. I weigh um, 53 kilos at the moment. Wow. Yeah. So Less than half. That's almost a third. And obviously today we're focusing on, uh, you know, the, the result of uh, her uh, surgery with me. But I think, you know, it shouldn't be lost that this was a major health problem as well um, and that Simone's addressed all of that and has just taken back control over her life and her health and, um, and now she's got the body to match. 
Well, let's talk about that. After you had the surgery, Simone, you obviously went on a, I would say, massive fitness journey before you could um, come in for plastic surgery. Tell us a little bit about after the surgery and, and getting into shape physically, I guess, after you had healed. So after the surgery, I had like the initial four weeks where I couldn't do any exercise. And then I started training with my trainer at the moment and we started off really easy because when you when you have these type of sur- when you have a gastric sleeve surgery it's also your food as well so what i f- found was that i had to change what i ate so everything i eat up until like up even now is very um it's whole foods it's there's no processed foods it's not carby because You've got to make sure you eat enough to keep your body fueled so you can exercise. So like roughly I walked, like I started walking. Like I literally the first, like as soon as doctor said I could exercise, I started walking and I walked for like half an hour a day and I, I struggled at the beginning and then I slowly went on to um, no weight exercises and then I started the weights and then I started the group classes and then maybe a year into my sur- uh, the year after my the year in as my surgery was happening I started running and then I started doing everything as normal but I had to you have to always listen to your body when it comes to when you have a gastric sleeve because the food is what's important as well so Mm. Well, that's what for our listeners, they should, we sh- we'll talk a little bit about your Instagram page a little bit later on. But these days, you're running 10K runs. You know, it seems like you're doing plenty of exercise. So you're a whole new person. Um, did you did you think that you were going to get to this stage ever when you started the journey back in April 2018? No, I never thought this because I had a, I was told a figure. Um, she, my surgeon said to me, look, You'll get to, she goes, if you get to 70 kilos, I'll be, you'll be happy and you'll be at a healthy rate. And then when I saw her the year, that year after, and I walked in at like 62 kilos, she said, I can't believe this. And then she said, what have you done? And I just told her everything. And she just said, wow. And even for myself, I was like, how did I do this? Like, but it was just, it's so, it's such a mind thing. So no, I, yeah, I was shocked. Like to even run today, to get up and run today is like, wow. Like, or do a Spartan or do the things that I've done. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. Now, obviously, you did lose a huge amount of weight due to your effort as well as the surgery. But I guess when did you start thinking about plastic surgery? What was what was the things that you were seeing that, that couldn't be fixed through exercise and and food? Well, I, obviously, like losing like my boobs, like that was a thing, um, and all the loose skin. Like when you do exercise, it gets, a bit, it gets in the way. Um, and this, like, I wanted to feel good about myself because I, like, I thought in myself, I worked really hard for this. Like, why can't I reap rewards of that? So it was just after one of our, one of my Spartan events, like, we took off all our clothes, like, and I had a shower. And I'm just like, you're like mud and stuff in between the, in, in between my tummy. And I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I need something. So I, I researched and that's where I found, uh, Richard Bloom. So I was really excited. <laughs> Did anyone ever discuss plastic surgery as part of this weight loss journey with you or was it something that you had to to find yourself? Well, like I feel like people have a stigma against having the plastic surgery. Like I, it was discussed but everyone's like, oh, no, you're fine. Like don't worry about it. You don't need it. We're trying to change that, like, aren't we? Oh, no. 
which yeah we really are i'm really trying to change that stigma because you know there's nothing wrong with working hard to getting somewhere and then getting it fixed so no i was just like yeah and i've researched a little bit and i asked maybe a few people on instagram but i was a bit like i can research on my own but it would have been nice to have someone that could be like okay so if you do this this is what you need to do we'll see we'll change it yeah, Alex, I think uh, a lot of the bariatric surgeons, unfortunately, don't, they maybe don't pre warn patients like Simone, where, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have massive weight loss and that they're going to end up with a lot of loose skin. Maybe sometimes because, you know, they don't do that surgery, but I don't know, maybe they think that will be off putting. Um, from what, you know, the experience I've had is that, Patients sort of have an awareness of it. And I think it would be good if actually patients were told, listen, it's likely you're going to end up with a lot of loose skin and need plastic surgery. There's maybe a fear that they won't then go ahead with the, the bariatric surgery. But I, I think it would, patients would benefit from knowing about, don't, don't you think, Simone? Oh, I 100%. Like, like I never thought I'd have all the loose skin that I had. So like, it would have been great if like my bariatric surgeon would have been like this could happen and this is what you need to do i would have like that would have been so more like at least you can plan things out a little bit more you know what i mean so nah it would be such a good thing but also um what i i commonly see with with patients like simone and simone's you know obviously one of our superstars but the um they can, they can patients after they've lost a lot of weight can get a little bit depressed because they've gone through a, a big surgery already um, and they've lost you know a life changing amount of weight um, but they still don't have the body that they wanted or expected they've had the health benefits but they haven't um, had the changes in the things that day to day really matter to them wearing clothes um, not being embarrassed being when you're um, going to gym. Um, you know, being able to exercise fully, uh, and you know, v- many, many other benefits of the of the um, body contouring surgery and breast surgery that we've done. Um, so they can sort of feel a bit, oh, well, I've, I've done all of this, and I still feel. I commonly get told, and yet I still feel fat. Um, was that a thing for you as well, Simone? Yeah, like uh, until until up until my plastic surgery. I'd always be like, oh, I'm still, I feel like this, my old life was still attached to me. So I did feel like sometimes, oh, yuck, I look yuck, or oh, like I wouldn't look in the mirror, or like the clothes mm. you try and you're like, why doesn't this fit me? So, no, yeah, that's very true. Mm. One of the things that you did, let's just go back to that, is you said that losing, losing your boobs was a real, real impact. Did you ever expect that that was going to be um, an experience of it? Yeah, well, I didn't, like, I knew I would lose it, like, some form of them, but I didn't know I'd lose them all. So when you like initially when you put a top on and stuff and you see that skin like that would that would upset me because I always I not that I show them off, but I just I feel really womany with boobs. So I was I felt like a bit of a you know like oh like well, well why have I done this you know that was probably the only thing I was regretting of the bariatric surgery like you don't feel yourself like who you are anymore. So, yeah, when I said I was going to get new boobs, I was wrapped. Like, that was the one thing I was wrapped about. <laughs> I know Great. that sounds so bad. <laughs> well, no, it's, 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 an, it's an extremely important part of your um, yourself and your identity is, is the way that you physically feel as a woman. Yeah. 
Now, I guess when you you said you did a little bit of research on Instagram, what was your experience of of trying to find information online before the surgery? Well, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot, and I didn't really understand much of it. So I had my partner, my husband, help me look, and um, I come across Richard Bloom, and I was just like, like I'll give this a go, and then I actually went in there like. Didn't have any idea. I just said to him, I want my stomach fixed and I want my booty. And he's like, this is what you need to do. And that's when I knew I could trust him because I, I find you can look at things on the on online and you can read or you can hear other people's experience, but it's how you feel when you meet someone. And that's how it was with my first surgeon. So with, with Dr. Richard Bloom, I was the same. I was like, when I met him, and I'm like, but he said, you need to take off your clothes. I'm like, okay. And then I felt comfortable and I just said, this is what I want and this and then he just said this is what you need to do like I had no, no knowledge of anything like I literally just went in there like open book just you need to fix me now like I knew I wanted what I needed but I just didn't understand so yeah the online thing was really hard some like some people can be really mean on social media they can be really mean so I tried to stick away from that because I'd copped I've copped black about my first surgery on social media pretty bad. So I was like, this one, I was going to be like, I'll wait, I'll wait it out a bit, read a little bit, but still go and ask someone professionally. What what sort of stuff? I didn't know about this. What 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 sort of stuff had been uh, had you experienced on social media? For my first for my first surgery, I got like people they make fake accounts and they told me that I should end my own life and that I'm a cop out and like. Oh gosh. Just all, yeah, like it was really bad. It comes to a point where like I had to, I turned off my all my social media for a little while because it just, it wasn't healthy. And like it was, uh, apparently it was other other girls that hadn't done as well in their, first, like in their bariatric surgery. So it was So nasty. it was almost driven by jealousy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, which is terrible because I tried not to – I don't portray anything like that. I, I just put out the truth. So if – some people some people don't like seeing my good days and my bad days. Well, that's what it is. Don't let them see you now, Simone. They'll I know. Go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to block them all well, again. That, nah. On that point, um, Richard has talked before and you yourself have kind of alluded to it that you're really um, – I guess amazing case where you've you've kind of defied the odds through through your um, exercise and 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 food and your response to the surgery. So when when Simone came into you, Richard, was she I guess your ideal candidate for surgery? Yeah, very much so. So um, you know she was obviously exercising like crazy, so she was super fit. Um, she'd got her body weight down to a point where. Uh, you know, she, she her BMI was is now normal, um, and she was really just loose skin, and then um, a little bit um, not a bit more complex with her breast in that she was um, you know a bit droopy, but also wanted increased volume, so needed a lift as well as implants, which we can't always do as as a one off operation. We often will separate them if they're if there's too much droopiness, but um, yeah, she and and obviously was um, just a beautiful person, and was um, li- obviously listened to everything that we that I, I told her and asked great questions. Um, and I think you did. You attended with your husband as well, didn't you? Which 
Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, and you know, we've done a podcast talking about having a supportive partner. Um, so, yeah, basically, and and she's just a lovely person. So, you know, we, we just felt, uh, I always felt that she was just going to get a great result um, because she was clearly had taken great steps to look after herself and this was just the, the icing on the cake, so to speak, without the cake or the icing. Without the without both. <laughs> Very much so. Well, after you re- visited Richard, did you were you all in? Did you just decide, yeah, I'm going to do this, or did you have moments where you were you maybe a little bit afraid of of going under the knife? Um, I was never afraid to go under the knife because I was just like, this is if you want something so bad, you just you settle, and I was fine with it. We got into the car, like obviously I got. We spoke to the nurses and that, and when we got into the car, AJ said to me, "Sim, is this what you want?" And I said, "This is what I want." He's like, "All right, then you just book it in." And he's like, "Don't, don't think it, don't overthink it. Just book it in, and it's done." And I'm like, "All right." And then I booked it in straight away because I just knew I just I have this thing when I have this thing when I meet someone. And I can trust them, and I just I felt that trust straight away. So I'm like, no, I'm in the right hands here. So I was like, yep, I'm doing it. In terms of the surgeries that you had, uh, this is this can be for either Sim or, or Richard. But tell me what what actually happened. So um, when somebody has lost the amount of weight that Sim has, uh, often to treat the lower trunk, a tummy tuck's not going to be enough. Um, and then you know, Sim also had. Um, her buttock area, which um, was droopy. And so um, I talked about the two options of a tummy tuck or a lower body lift, um, and I went through why I thought a lower body lift would be would be better. So that, that was what was to treat a lower trunk, and that involved also tightening her tummy muscles, which is always part of it. And we, we might touch on that in a sec, um, Simone, because I'm interested to see if, that, if you felt that's helped with your core strength. And then with her breast, um, as I said before, there was a bit of droopiness and she wanted some um, more volume. So we did a did a lift um, and also put an implant in, which is in a dual plane, which is uh, my standard under the muscle approach. Um, and then I think, I think you're in hospital maybe for three nights? Yeah, just three nights. Yeah, three nights. So, um, yeah, so the surgery in the end was um, about five months after her initial seven months, I think, maybe after her initial consultation, yep. um, due to uh, uh, COVID. COVID, but um, yes, yeah, but uh, the, yeah, that, that that was the rationale, and and we went through both uh, in the consultation, and as uh, I think we've talked about, Alex, we use some software where I can draw on your, your own photos and actually show where the scars were, which. Um, again, uh, Sim can talk about how she found that and also looked at before and after photos of patients who had similar starting points and similar ending points that Simone was trying to achieve. Well, on that point, Simone, did the photos really help you, I guess, get an idea of, of what it was going to end up like? Oh, yeah, because they were like, it was realistic. So it was like when Rich drew on that and then I went home and we looked at them again. I'm like, wow, like you can actually see like, what needed to be done and seeing how it was going to change me. And like when I, like I think the ab, there was one with the ab and they had like the little lines across them and then AJ's like, I think they're going to sew your abs together. And I'm like, 
yes they are and I'm just like and he and I'm like I'm like oh you know I'll be able to see everything eventually and it was just yeah that I think that technology is amazing like you actually can see what you're going to look like afterwards it's it's great yeah mm. and, and it sounds like you had an extremely supportive partner which is lovely oh as yeah well. very supportive <laughs> and what were you going to say, Richard? No, I'm just interested because you're such a fitness fanatic. Um, have you found that the, the muscle repair, the diastasis repair improved your core strength? Yeah, it has. I've, like, I'm taking it easy on like the crunches and stuff at the moment because I can sometimes feel a little bit, but that's just because I need to get used to it again. But you know that it's there. Like when you touch your tummy, I can feel like I can feel I'm like, oh, they're there. My abs are there. So, yeah. Don't worry, in a couple of months they're going to be popping out, so don't worry, I'm getting there. (laughs) Well, let's talk about that. After you've had the surgery, how long um, did the recovery process take for you, Sim? Um, Well, I got off the pain meds pretty much as soon as I got out of hospital because I don't like being on medication. And I just – I toughened out the – the pain and like the uncomfortableness I just I just toughed it out because I'm like it's it is it's going to be here I might experience a little bit of tingling and things for the rest of my life I don't know so yeah it was fine the first couple days was difficult at home um but then I just got up and walked like I couldn't like for myself I couldn't lie down anymore so I just walked I walked 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 every couple hours I walked so no it was fine like it's not easy but you know you can deal with it. Like you look at the bandages, you want to take off the girdle, but you can't because it needs to be on. So until I got the all clear, sorry, when I got the all clear to exercise, I started exercising again. But like still to this day, I'm very cautious. Now, when did you get, I guess, when did you get to take it off and actually have, have a proper look um, and see whether you were happy or not with the results? Well, when I, when I, when I had to have a shower at the hospital, I took when I was they initially took it off me. I was like, "Whoa, like has this happened?" But then when I got home, maybe the Sunday, I asked because I I needed help. So AJ took off my stuff, and I didn't take off the bandages yet. But I could just see the difference. And then I went into Doctor Bloom's on Monday, and I had one of my drain tubes, and then we removed it. Thank goodness. Um, and then I actually saw if oh no those drain tubes nah um yeah and then they fixed the tape up so yeah I was quite happy with it then so yeah when I looked I'm like wow I knew like the scar like I wasn't worried about my scars then I was just more happy to see like oh this thing like my boobs are there and my tummy is nice and flat I was like right well let's let's talk about um the scarring first what has how what did it look like when it had first um I guess after the first, right after the operation um and how long do you reckon that took to calm down I think maybe like when they when they took off the surgery tape and I had my the other tape on. I think the first time I peeled it off myself, um, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, this is not that bad. And then like I think the more that you look after it, like you put the, you moisturize up, the more it's like, okay, it's there. It's still a little bit red, but it's nothing that you know. I think it's just a reminder of like all my hard work. So. I see it as a positive as much as that we want it to go away. It, there'll always be something there and, oh, well, that's life. Um, but it, it, you find that um, where we've placed the scar um, and I, there's oh, lots of I photos on your, yeah, on your social media, there's lots of photos of you in fairly 
revealing clothing. Like, and there's no evidence really of the scar, is there? <laughs> no, you can't see in my bathers. You can't see in my bra and my like my bra and my underwear. You can't see it in my active wear. You can't see it. You cannot see it at all. So yeah, it's great. I'm assuming one thing that you can see are your boobs. Um, how did you decide what size that you wanted to go when you were kind of having the discussions with Richard? Oh, I really, I think I just said to uh, Richard, oh, I don't want them really big, but I like, I do want boobs. And I think, I think we discussed on sizes, but I wasn't actually sure. I was just like, I'll just let you decide. I think that's how it happened. Yeah. 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 I mean, not too big, not too small. (laughs) Correct. Goldilocks. So I think I think we had two options. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there's usually two options, and I, I use yeah. use a sizer in the operation to make the final decision. But um, Simone was, you know, pretty clear and pretty typical of most of my patients in that they they want to be as natural as possible. They want to um, not have to always wear a bra. Um, they want to have better volume, but to still look natural and not not to be an obvious. Um, uh, make it be obvious that they've had a breast implant to someone who doesn't know them. And I guess when you first saw them, uh, let's say like a week after the surgery, wh- what were your thoughts, Sim? Were they exactly what you wanted? Yeah, they were. And I'm like, they were like, oh my, oh my goodness, they're there. Like they were up, they were really high up. I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm like, these are so good. And I was like happy about that. Like, yeah, nah. I was like, I feel, a bit, I feel normal again. That's good. And in terms of having all that skin removed, how much, how much, I guess, weight did you lose just in, in um, excess skin? Do you remember or Richard, is this a question for you? Yeah. So it was about a kilo of skin from the back and uh, nearly 1.3 kilos from the, from the front. So over two kilos in, in total. Wow. And so, how did that feel physically for you, Sim, just walking around without that skin, that excess skin? It's great because it's like it was like I really didn't have to do much to get that. Like it was like it was like when I hopped on the scales, I'm like, wow. But um, yeah, I just feel normal. Like it just it, it feels tight. Like I feel like something's missing. Like it's strange. Like I feel like something's missing now. But when you like when you rub your belly, it's like oh, you know. So I love it now. Like it's just it's normal. Did you have to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe? I still, ha- I, I do still have to buy some. I was waiting for Black Friday sales, to be honest. But um, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was, I'm just tops and my bottoms are a bit big now, so I need to get new stuff. Now, I guess your plastic surgery, well, your, well, your um, your improvement journey, I guess, didn't end there. Richard said that since you've you've kind of come in and, and got a little bit of laser and skin treatments as well, what were those? So I went in to get my skin assessed with Britta and um, she suggested the LED treatment and I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Um, and I actually, it, it works. Like it helped with, um, soothing because like the whole scratchiness I couldn't deal with that so as soon as I had my first treatment I didn't scratch anymore and I didn't scratch on my breast I didn't scratch anywhere um, it helped with like the swelling down a lot um, so I started with that and then I'm like oh I need my face and she just said all right let's do it like on your skin so I got my the skin product and um, I must admit I cheat a little bit like I used the stuff on my face on my scars and I told her that and she said Mine, that's so expensive of you. I said, no, I said, but I want the best. I want the best result. 
which is why. So yeah, I've been using that. And then yesterday I did my first laser. So yes, I've been that. And then I've got a facial book. So I've got a facial book for myself. So yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah. Look, Alex, I think, um, yeah, everyone, everyone loves having Simone come in uh, in the office. Uh, she always uh, brings a smile to everyone's face. But I think you know, she's, um, you know, this we're seeing this more and more, especially now that uh, things are opening up. But you know, patients who've had surgery with us, you know, obviously if you're going to trust us with uh, taking you to theatre and um, having an operation and, and these massive life-changing events, then um you know it makes sense that you also trust us with uh, looking after your skin and and, and our injectable mm. i think um uh, sim touched on the led i think she was actually one of our first patients to to use the led machine um and yeah, that's just one of the additional uh technologies that we've had we've we've brought on to to help with the healing process and improve some of the the things that sim was talking about but yeah, all of our skincare range, um, you know, they're all active ingredients and um, it's, it's mm. great to hear that uh, you've, you're finding them um, beneficial. Of course, we mentioned it before, Simone, for people that are listening that want to follow Simone's journey, she has an Instagram account, Shrinking Sim, uh, S-Y-M. Flipping through that, it is pretty amazing to see you in in April two thousand and eighteen, when when you were at your biggest, and you said that you were depressed and and um, diagnosed with diabetes, and to see you now, I think there's there's pictures of you getting your surgery with Richard. There's pictures of you running ten k runs. Um, what kind of response? Well, well, I guess why did you keep this Instagram account of your transformation, and what kind of response have you had from people? I initially opened up the account so I could um, be accountable for myself but then I like in my mindset I'm like I'm thinking I had one person come up and, and ask me a bunch of questions and I'm like you know what I should keep this going if I can help one person then that would like that I'd be happy and then ever since then I've just I like experience I like sharing my life with everyone um so even like even yesterday I know this morning I put up a post and it was like of what I did yesterday and you can see my scars and stuff so I try to be very – I try and stick to PG photos, but sometimes, you know, you can put on something a little bit risky but not a lot. But um, I have that for people to just – if they want to see it, they want to see it. If they want to comment, they want to comment. But I'm never going to make up a story or I'm never going to say something that people want to hear. I'm always just going to say the truth, whether they like it or not. Like, that's who I am. Yeah, look, I mean, everyone's got to go and check out this Instagram page. Um, And you've got a lot of sort of uh, photos during the journey and it's just such a great message for everyone that, A, it it is a journey, it just takes time. You've got to just – you've got to put in the effort. But also um, um, I think Sim, as she said, is very honest with everything. Um, she, She talks about the recovery period. Um, and you know, it's all, it's not all just smooth sailing. It's, uh, it, you know, it no. is surgery and it's a big operation and it, it just takes time, but, um, it, 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 it's a real, I think it's a testament to your hard work as well. You definitely see oh, how much you've you. worked yeah. in that Instagram. And like, yeah. I always just put on what I, what my experience and then the feedback I get from it is great. Like I've had lots of good feedback but then there's always a dark side of social media but 
I try to like forget about it and stick to the positive. Um, so no, I can only yeah, I'm, I put it out there for people to see if they want to see it, they want to see it. But you know, I'll always be me at the end of the day. What What are you deadlifting at the moment? So I I deadlifted the other day. It was fifty kilos, and that's like my light. So I'm hoping now that. I'm getting there. I want to head back up to like the 120, 130 kilos eventually, um, because I've got. I'm, I'm entering a competition next year, so hopefully, hopefully I get accepted, and then yeah, I'll be able to share that with everyone as well. So wow. it'll be good. That's amazing. Well, you, you, you're lifting well yeah. and tr- lifting well and truly above your body weight, which is uh, awesome. I oh, definitely yeah, and squatting everything is above my body weight, so. Yeah, it's good. Well, Sim, it's it's been such an interesting time chatting to you. And anyone that's listening, if they want to follow um, Simone's journey, head to at Shrinking Sim on Instagram. Um, just as a final question, Simone, do have you had people that have been getting in contact with you through your Instagram site that are eager to learn more about your journey because they want to themselves? kind of find out a little bit more about the plastic surgery journey in terms of of how it can help their weight loss yeah i've had like a bunch of girls that have uh, in between their bariatric surgery have actually asked me and i said look oh i saw you should go see dr bloom he's the best i'm like (laughs) going there with an open mind and just listen to what he says and i'm sure you'll have like great results even with the led i've like People have asked me about that and I'm like, I wouldn't live without it now. Like I think it's really important part of your healing process. I just yeah. I because I've had a because I've had a great experience, I'll always push my great experience onto other people too, if they ask me, of course. But um yeah, I've had like three or four people ask me and I'm like, All right, I'm happy with that. So yeah. Well, look, if anybody listening does have any questions, they can head to Sim's Instagram or, of course, if you want to ask Dr. Richard Bloom a question, head to our Facebook page. Thank you very much for joining me today, Sim and Richard. That's okay. Thank you so much, guys. Sim, thanks so much for sharing and um, hopefully you enjoy uh, the facial tomorrow. I will. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Keeping It Real. To keep up with our next episodes, go and subscribe on Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is that you get your podcast. If you have further questions or want to take the next step, visit www.replasticsurgery.com.au or follow Re on social media.